news and stuff, I believe God is doing something supernatural with his church. Praise the Lord. I have uh, I had of a couple of guys that's going to help me tonight because um, I'm going to be doing a little bit of an illustration, demonstration later. Um, thought to teach a little bit. So if I could have Jason and Matt, where's Matt at? If you all could come. These are two uh, two strong men's going to help me out here. Matt, I man, I bug on him sometimes. I tell him to move some trees for me. My goodness. He could uh, play linebacker, I think, or lineman, maybe. I don't know. You're big, man. <laughs> Come on up here, guys. If you guys could grab those chairs for me and go ahead and get them set up. I think Leah was back there. She was going to get the recording going. Um, if you all could, if you could just kind of set, like, two of them here and, and then two of them together in the middle and then two of them together on that end, too, as well, okay? So, yep, two there, and then we'll put two in the middle together and two on that end. Good, awesome. Give these guys a hand for helping me out. They had no idea what they were doing tonight, and Jason was like, well, like, well, are you going to ask me to say something? And I was like, brother, you didn't need to study for it, all right? It's all, it's all good, man. It's all good. I'll help you out. But thank you guys so much. I'd like for you to turn with me uh, to 2 Kings. We're going to be reading 2 Kings uh, chapter 3, verses 13 through 20 tonight. Um, and while you're turning there, uh, I tell you what, I have been itching to preach um, during this during this uh, COVID stuff and, and quarantine and whatnot. You can ask Courtney that um, I've been preaching to her a little bit on the couch and giving her some sermons and things. And I think Courtney's been saved about 30 times at this point. So she's really feeling the conviction. Hallelujah. <laughs> but no, bless her heart for, for putting up with a preacher in the house. <laughs> But uh, I've really been itching to preach, and, and here's, uh, here's what I, you know, God's really put this word on my heart, and I 100% believe that this word, uh, what, I have heard this scripture before, I've heard it preached before, but this word that I'm about to speak, I have never felt the power of God and since his power so much than this word right here. I believe that our church is about to set into, that we are calling this our summer adventure, but I'm seriously thinking this is going to be a season of prophetic word that goes forth before the church that we are going to start to see God on demonstration. Amen? And I'm going to speak that into existence. I don't, I don't mind if there's only five folks with me, all right? I'm going to speak it anyways. Come on now. Come on. We're going we're gonna to read out of 2 Kings chapter 3, and we're going to start in verse 13. Looks like John's got my verse back there up. Thank you for that, John. Verse 13 says this, Then Elisha said to the king of Israel, What have I to do with you? Go to the prophets of your, of your father and the prophets of your mother. But the king of Israel said to him, uh, No, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, surely uh, were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not look at you nor see you. But now bring me a musician. Then it happened when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, Thus says the Lord, Make this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, You shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain 
yet the valley shall be filled with water so that you, your cattle, and your animals may drink. And this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. He will also deliver the Moabites into your hand. Also you shall attack every fortified city and every choice city and shall cut down every good tree and stop every spring of water and ruin every good piece of the land with stones. Now it happened in the morning when the grain offering was offered that suddenly water came by way of Edom and the land was filled with water. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, just enter this place right now. God, I'm just asking you for an anointing on your word that your glory would fall on this place, God. Lord, that as you have given this prophetic word to me, I pray that this word comes out clearly, that it's able to be understood by your people, and that we would begin to dig ditches in this valley, and that you would come and fill this valley with water. In Jesus' name I do pray, and amen, and amen. Let me give you, if you're not familiar with this passage of Scripture, let me give you the events that have led up to this. Um, we have Elisha, who was the successor of Elijah, um, and in this point in time, the land of Moab had rebelled against Israel and basically were strategizing against Israel. And we have three, three kings here that line up together to uh, join armies into one force to go against the, this land of Moab that strategizes and rebels against Israel. We have the three kings, and I'm just going to mention them and talk about them a little bit here just to give you like perspective of what's going on. Um, but first we have uh, one that we don't really know much about. We don't even get a name here, but we have the king of Edom who's here with uh, in, in this group of three. So the king of Edom, we don't know much. The scripture doesn't talk much about the king of Edom. Um, so we don't know even his name here. But we've got the king of Edom and the other two that we have, we know a good bit about. Uh, we have King Jehoshaphat that is the king of Judah and He's talked about in Scripture as a, a upright man, a, a righteous man to God, um, uh, for the most part. <laughs> and then, yeah, let's let's say at this point in time, at this point in time. And then the other one is King Jehoram, that uh, he is king of Israel right now. And King Jehoram, if you know his uh, his lineage, would really explain him the best. If you look back at like. Uh, basically nine generations of kings there he was the ninth of a bunch of evil kings man and this guy was the son of Ahab and the and son of Jezebel so I'm talking he was in a rough way and it says that he was uh, yeah everybody cracking up there but listen he was he was not you know he was doing evil things in the sight of God all right but we have this King Jehoram of Israel, this um, uh, King of Judah, Jehoshaphat, and then also the King of Edom. And they have decided to come together, these three armies, um, to come together against this land of Moab who strategizes and rebels against Israel. So uh, first off, what I want to say here is that, now I'm not pointing out, you know, this Christian or that Christian is King Jehoshaphat versus King Jehoram, but what I will say, that in hard times, uh, God's people need to come together, all right? No matter what army you're with, no matter whether you're Baptist, Metacostal, no matter what you are, 
God's kingdom, God's army needs to come together when we're fighting a common enemy. All right? Now, I'm, I'm not going to dwell too much right there because i got to get to some good stuff, and I don't want you to fall asleep on me. All right? But, but here's our setting, okay? We have these three armies that have, that have come together, and they are going out of their land, and they are uh, going to attack Moab. Um, and the decision is made, as they are traveling from one place to another, the decision is made that they're going to basically take the, the roundabout way. That they're going to go through the wilderness way, through the desert, some rough places, but they're going to attack Moab from the south, okay? So they make this decision to go the roundabout way, but um, there was a problem because they didn't really plan their trip very well, all right? Just to tell you a funny story, one time I, I was going uh, trout fishing, and uh, I was going on a three-day camping thing where I was going to really rough it out in the wilderness, y'all. And I did not plan my trip very well. And I brought one pack of hot dogs that I ate on the first night. Come on now. You, you better be catching some fish if you know what I mean. But these three armies step onto this. this uh, you know, they're going to be traveling around this wilderness. And they didn't pack well. All right. They didn't, they didn't understand. You've got three armies. And you want to know what stops three armies right in its tracks? When they get thirsty. Because that's a lot of mouths to get some water. That's a lot of mouths to feed. They need that. And so these three armies were traveling for seven days. Seven days these three armies were traveling and came to a halt because they got thirsty. So now we're getting this picture. And uh, I think from a, what's going on right now, in our church, and not just, I'm talking Rodney Pike, I'm talking about the church in general, God is taking us to a new place. Listen, uh, the COVID, the rioting, all this stuff, listen, it's going to change the world. Let me tell you this, it's also changing the church. Because God is taking what we have built up as a kingdom of religion, and he said, no, we're getting back to faith. We're getting back to faith, and on this rock, I'm going to build my church. God is building up this uh, up his church now and he's taking us into new places praise God but now we're in this we're in this season where we're kind of transitioning that we're traveling on we're trying to figure out what's the what is the new normal or, or should there even be a normal God with God I don't think there is a normal all right it's just whatever he wills for that day all right so so we're kind of in that transition phase and if you're not careful, you can get really thirsty right now. And just like these armies, if you're not seeking the Lord and seeking His face, you can get real thirsty. When church services are a little fuzzy and we're not sure what's going on, where we don't have all the musicians that we normally have, and we got a, a young preacher up here preaching instead of our awesome pastor, where everything's out of whack, you can get real thirsty real quick if you don't get tapped into the Lord. All right, and every every and all of you, you you guys are shaking heads and stuff because you you know it's true. During this time, it is tough. You have to be intentional with your walk with the Lord right now. You have to be intentional to seek Him in your prayer life. Intentional to read His Word. Intentional to come to church or watch church online. You got to be intentional to spend time with God right now. 
or you're going to get real thirsty, real thirsty. Matthew 5, 6, though, says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Hallelujah. Man, we thirst for God. He's going to fill you up. <laughs> Praise God. So we got these three armies that have stopped dead in their tracks now, uh, and, and they are all thirsty, seven days in the wilderness. And we get to uh, part of our scripture here, and I want to get some perspectives on, on, on the two kings that talk. The first that we talked about was King, uh, King Jehoram, who is you know, doing evil things in the sight of the Lord, the uh, son of Ahab and, and, and Jezebel. So he, is, um, he does this first instinct, which if we're not careful, we'll do too. First thing he does is that he blames it on God. He says, Have you, he's just delivered us three armies right into the hand of Moab. And he begins to blame God. And if you're not careful during times like these, you can blame God for it and say, God, why are you letting this go on? God, why are you allowing this? What are we going through, God? Let me tell you, be careful playing the blame game because most of the time it ain't God's fault. And even sometimes when you blame the enemy, it ain't even their fault. Most of the time it's our fault. It's the flesh's fault. I think we give the enemy even credit when credit isn't due there. But King Jehoram plays the blame game and says, listen, it's, God's just delivered us into the hand of Moab. But now I want you to see what King Jehoshaphat says. King Jehoshaphat says this. He says, and, I, and I'm just uh, using my own words here, but he says this, is there a prophet among you? Is there a prophet among you? And as we know, the scripture, Elisha was, was there among them. So he was, King, King Jehoshaphat said this, is there a prophet? Is there a word of the Lord out there? You see, because King Jehoram did this. He focused on the problem and played the blame game with God. King Jehoshaphat focused on the answer and he said, where's the word of the Lord at? So let's stop focusing so much on our problem and let's start focusing on the answer and look toward the word of God for our direction and our instruction during this time. Hallelujah. So King Jehoshaphat uh, looks and says, is there a prophet among you? We need to hear the word of God. Elisha comes, uh, comes before them, and, and, and you can definitely tell here because King uh, Jehoram does not have the respect of Elisha, but he does respect the King Jehoshaphat. And when Elisha begins to speak, the first thing that he says, he says, bring me a musician. Bring me a musician. Church, you want to step into God's glory I think we need to step in first with some worship. And I know that you know we, we have the saying of worship is more than a song. And absolutely it is. But I'll say this too. The Lord tells me to sing a new song. It says to praise him on the harp. Listen, even if it's bad, it's going to be a joyous noise before the Lord. And I'm going to step into his presence. There's a call, there is a call of worship right now that is so strong on the church. That is when we're really going to get back unified together. Um, I think even in our, you know, in our church services, as we worship, there is a mending of the body of Christ coming back together in that worship. There is a call to worship right now. So verse 15 says, 
bring me, bring now a musician. Then it happened when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. So it's in that worship, the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha. He goes on in verse 16 to say, And he said, Thus says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. I'm going I'm to come back to that. Don't you worry about that. We're going to come back to that. But it goes on and says, For thus says the Lord, You shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain, yet the valley shall be full, filled with water, so that you, your cattle, and your animals may drink. The word of the Lord says this, make this valley full of ditches and guess what? You ain't going to see wind, you ain't going to see rain, but it's going to be filled with water. In a time like this, I don't want to put my faith in what I see. I don't want to put my faith in the natural. I want to put my faith in God's miracles, His supernatural. Because the natural right now tells me riots, loots and protests but the supernatural tells me that there's a revival about to sweep this country and the church of God is going to stand so strong in its faith we are going to see souls by the masses come to the Lord that is coming praise the Lord I look to the supernatural of what's happening I don't look to the media I look to God's word I look to his demonstration Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Said, listen, this valley is not going to be filled up with, with wind and rain that comes, but oh, God's going to fill it up. But God's going to fill it up, and you're going to have enough for your soldiers, your animals, your cows. Listen, church, as we begin to dig ditches in this valley, come on, we're going to get back to that. We're not going to see, listen, we're not going to see something on the media that says, whoa, the church is exploding. But let me tell you, God is going to fill his church with a whole lot of water. May we receive his reign. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he goes on to say that this is, a, this is but a simple thing in God's hands. And, and, and some scriptures say this is just a light thing. It's like God saying, listen, this is my light work. Don't you worry about that. Now I'm going to fill you up, and I'm also going to bring you victory over the Moabites. Praise the Lord. So not only am I going to fill you up, church, but I'm going to bring you victory over the enemy. So the territory, the territory that the enemy once uh, claimed, God's people are going to walk in, and God's ways are going to reign in that territory. Praise God. And we see these results come. If you read on in the scriptures, after the grain offering uh, was given in the morning, the water came in from Edom, and this valley was full of water. You read on, and they went to defeat the Moabites, and, 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 and just God was all in it, man. When As soon as they got to this point of listening to the word, God just, God just led them into victory. But now I, I really want you to picture I really want you to picture that phrase of make this valley full of ditches. This is what I believe God gave me a prophetic word that um, I'm about to bust my soul. <laughs> I 
can imagine three armies. They're traveling for seven days. They're thirsty. And they hear the word of the Lord that says, make this valley full of ditches. The scripture kind of fast forwards, but I want you to picture that evening. That evening when three armies come together as one, under the word of the Lord, begin to act together. And I can just imagine every soldier who's out there, they're thirsty. They're, they're trying to work hard now to dig these, dig these ditches. I believe with every time they, whatever tool they were using or if they were using a hand or if they were running the animals, whatever they're using, I believe every time they were saying, I'm trusting God's word on this one. Every time they had to dig a little deeper and pull out more dirt in that ditch, pull out more, they're saying, man, I'm trusting in the word. I'm, I'm making room for the miracle of God. I'm getting this dirt out of the way every time, even when I'm thirsty because I know God's miracle is coming. I want you to look around the church right now. This is, this is a prophecy that God gave me. I want you to look around this church and what we have done with this spread where we've, you know, we've had to take out a row here and a row there and uh, gaps in the seats and such. Church, we're in this time. We're listening to the word of the Lord and we're digging ditches. That even when we're thirsty, we're still trusting in God for his rain to come down. And every time that we wake up in the morning and we pray to him, every time that we open up our Bible at home, every time that we're supporting the church and every time we're watching the live feed or coming to church or whatever, we're digging that ditch out because we know that the word of the Lord and the glory of God is going to fill these ditches so every time every time we do this and we're physically distanced and we've got these spaces in here I want you to think about the word of the Lord it says make this valley full of ditches and you're not going to see wind you're not going to see rain but I'm going to fill it up he says this gap this gap I'm going to fill it up this gap, I'm going to fill it up. That gap between that row, I'm going to fill it up. Gap. God is a gap filler, amen. Come on. If you've got debt in here, say amen. Come on, God is a gap filler. Come on now. And, and pastor, I believe you said it. It's in all these spaces. God fills those spaces. And let me tell you what, as he begins to fill it up with water, there's going to be people fill those gaps. But it's not going to be the people that are there, but it's the people that are stepping in to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Make this valley full of ditches. Make room for the Lord. Get ourselves out of the way. And every time that we pull a little more dirt back, every time God's going to fill it up, God rain down on us. Hallelujah. 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 Stand to your feet with me. Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord. Just begin to lift up a sound of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Fill this place, God. 
fill these ditches. Oh God, we've dug them out for room for you to come. Hallelujah. Jesus, keep worshiping the Lord. And just like Elisha, Elisha said, bring me a musician. Get on up here. Bring me a musician. Begin to play some music. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we cry out to you. Oh, Lord, we're looking to you for a demonstration. God, we're looking to your word, your promise, God. Oh, fill us up, Lord. Fill us up. Oh, God is doing this on a grand scale with his church. But I also believe that he's that each one of us need to dig ditches in our own heart. That there may be some dirt in your life that needs to get out of there. Maybe you need to make some room for the Lord. When's the last time that you've made room for him in your schedules, in your checkbook, at your work? at your home, with your children. Everywhere that you walk, begin to make room for the Lord. Dig those ditches and let God fill you up. Hallelujah. Oh, we receive your rain, Lord. Sing your rain. Yes. Sing that. Sing your Just begin to worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. We receive your Like a flood, like a flood, we receive your love and you come. Like a flood, like a flood, we receive yes. your love. Hallelujah! Like a flood, like a flood, we receive your love and you come. Like a flood. Like a blood, we receive your love. Come on, play that. Oh, thus says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. And thus says the Lord, you will not see wind, you will not see rain, but this valley will be filled. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We receive our
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh God, we cry out to you. Jesus, Jesus, fill up the church. Fill up our hearts, God. Lord, when we feel empty and we feel thirsty, God, let us dig down a little deeper and make room for you. Let us not look to the natural, but let us look to the supernatural. God, let us receive your reign. Jesus, Jesus, fill this valley, Lord. Fill this valley. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Go ahead, Noah, and sing a little bit. Uh, whatever song the Lord lays on your heart, sing it. Hallelujah. Or maybe what you've already sang tonight, whatever you want. Just let's just let's just worship the Lord for a moment, folks. Let's just worship him. Hallelujah. There is power in the name. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we sing a new song, Lord. Jesus, we praise you, Lord. Let's sing it a little bit more. Receive your rain. Is that the song you led earlier, wasn't it? Okay. I'll try. You could go back to that. John, that song. Go ahead, Noah. up right now to the Lord and just worship him here's your moment to reach out to him just reach out to him and worship him oh Lord oh God we we receive your rain. We receive 
I think it's in I your key, Lord. We receive your rain. Let me your prayer right now. Flood. Like a flood, like a flood, we receive your love when you come. Like a flood, like a flood, we receive your love. Like a flood, like a flood, we receive your love when you come. Like a flood. that the love of God God's love will overtake us a flood moves in and moves other things out of the way when a flood moves in it gets your full attention it takes over it takes charge how many here have ever been in circumstances where the love of God took charge over you like a flood hallelujah like a flood and there are a lot of people needing that flood to roll into their life and God taking over in their life and blessing them. I tell you what, there was a church in Cincinnati, downtown Cincinnati in the lower Price Hill area that used to ask me to come out there and preach. I would go there and they would just about preach me to death. That church would just be all over the place. People run all over the place. And I, you know, a Pentecostal preacher, that just gets him even more fired up. And at the close of the service, if it did come and finally land at the end of the service. Wait a minute, man. You need to tell them they had wooden floors, too. Oh, they had wooden floors, wooden pews. And man, they it were sounded like clogging, going oh, crazy. Oh, my goodness. It was, it was like else. crazy and, clogging praise. Yeah. All <laughs> and I was on the platform. It's like, oh, my goodness. It's this people is taking off. I thought, my goodness, I don't think I could. I could just said anything like Jesus loves you. And then they're just all excited and glorifying God. But the very end, they would do this. The pastor would get up and said, Congregation, will you with me right now celebrate the word of God? And at the close, and give the Lord praise and applause and celebrate the word of God.
Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Hallelujah. His word is everlasting to everlasting. Glory to God. Glory to God. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing, and hearing by, by the, the word, word of God. I Hallelujah. want you to know that, you know, I cried. I cried the day that we had to fix these seats. I cried so hard and I was mad too. <laughs> but now I just see that so much in the spirit, Noah. Yeah. But he is digging ditches and we are going to receive that rain. Yes, and he if is there's reconfiguring one thing, us. There's one thing that I could say about Rodney Pike Church of God. If, this, if the tornado came by and knocked this building down like you said, there would still be a body of believers at Rodney right. Pike Church of God. Like Amen. there would anybody church. Amen. I want to make such an, an impact that an impression is left before the Lord comes back. Right. Amen. Oh, Amen. hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I appreciate the word of God tonight. And I appreciate this uh, this uh, this adventure series. Hallelujah. I haven't asked her yet, but I know she said, except I'd like for Cindy to preach next Wednesday. And she'd be ready to preach because I know she's got a message burning in her heart. And we're just going to keep rolling and rolling. Pastor Mike is going to preach this Sunday. We're going to work him real good in two services where he's going to be preaching. And it's just going to be a wonderful no, time I'm in the Lord. Now, now listen, a lot of people said, well, aren't you being a little bit casual about preaching? No, I praise God for the word of God. And I celebrate the word. Whenever we come together as a church, we celebrate and celebrate God. And celebrate his word and glorify him. So appreciate so much. Thank you so much for coming tonight. Thank you those who, who joined us online and worshiped with us online. We're looking forward to God. We're going to get through this stage one of this uh, phase one of what we're going through. And things are just going to keep on rolling, rolling. I tell you what, I don't ever want normal to be in my vocabulary anymore. I don't even want a new normal. I just want God to do what he wants to do every day, every day, every day. Glory to God. Glory to God. Pastor Micah, would you like to come and pray us out of here? God bless you. Amen. Praise God. Once again, we want to remind you in the back, uh, we've got the church.